There is no name like the name of our God because there is no one like our God. The many divine names used in Scripture reveal His perfect nature. Let's open the Word of God today with Scott Pauling and learn more about the name. Have you noticed how many of the names of our God are introduced to us in the book of Exodus? Uh, we've seen several of them there already, and we're about to see another one today. Now, why is that significant? Well, remember what the book of Exodus is all about. The children of Israel have just come out of Egyptian bondage. They've been delivered, uh, redeemed. They are now making their way through the wilderness uh, on, a, on a journey through uncharted waters and lands. And they're headed toward all that God has for them. What's God doing? By revealing Himself through His names to them progressively along this journey, He's simply saying to them, I want you to know me. At every stage of this journey, I want you to know more about me. I want you to know me as Redeemer. I want you to know me as Provider. I want you to know me as the one who heals. I want you to know me as the one who gives victory. I want you to know me and my sufficiency at every step on this journey. Well, we've come in our study to Exodus chapter number 31. And in Exodus 31, God reveals Himself by yet another one of His names. And this one is, is so heart-searching because it really goes to God's great goal in each of our lives. In Exodus 31, verse 12, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Here's yet another one of the names, Jehovah Kadesh, the Lord that doth sanctify you. We typically think of sanctification being a New Testament concept. I want to say to you, it's introduced to us here in the Old Testament. We just see it in fully developed form in the New Testament. But the God of holiness and the God who sanctifies didn't start His sanctifying work in His people in the New Testament. He simply perfected it there through the person of Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. But He introduces to us to the idea of His sanctifying work in the Old Testament in seed form, if you will, in Exodus chapter number 31. He is the Lord that sanctifies, literally that sets His people apart. In fact, when you look at Exodus 31 verse 13, you really see three things. First, He has a holy standard. Now, this is a reference to Him giving these Sabbaths to keep. We know Saturday was the Sabbath, the holy day. But if you study carefully the book of Exodus, you're going to find there are many Sabbaths. There were many holy days set apart. Why? Was it just form? Was it just function? No, there was meaning in it. So there was a holy standard, but secondly, there was a holy character. It was God's own holy character He was trying to get them to see. He said, I want you to see in these holy days my holiness. I want you to reflect on who I am. So the idea was that every Sabbath day they had to think on the holiness of God. Every holy day or holiday they had to think on the holiness of God. Might I add we should do the same? That every holy day, every holiday ought to make us pause and reflect not just on the day, 
but on the God who is behind it, on His holiness. So we have a holy standard in the Sabbath. We have a holy character in God. And then we have His holy work in us. Listen to the wording again. He does not simply say, I am the Lord that is sanctified. He says, I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. So he moves from who he is to what he's doing in our life. Immediately my mind goes uh, to his statement to his people that be ye holy for I the Lord your God am holy. In other words, our desire to live a holy life should simply grow out of our knowledge of God as being holy. You remember it was when Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up and he saw him as the thrice holy God that he saw his own uncleanness and had in him a desire to be holy himself. It's only as we see God set apart, sanctified, high and holy, that suddenly we begin to realize how truly sinful we are and we cry out and we say, Lord, make us partakers of your holiness. God begins that sanctifying work, of course, when we come to know Him personally. In Israel, that sanctifying work began when He redeemed them from Egyptian bondage. In us, that sanctifying work begins on the day we come into a redemptive relationship with Jesus Christ. When you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, positionally, He sets you apart. You're no longer your own. You belong to Him. You're no longer viewed as a sinner. You're seen as a son. And you are no longer dealt with as someone that is an enemy and an alien from God. Now, you're in the family and God deals with you that way. This sanctifying work begins at the moment of salvation, but it doesn't end there. It continues all of your life. There is a progressive work to God's sanctifying work in us. Uh, We are all still, if I might say, on the journey. Uh, The children of Israel had quite a journey where God was setting them apart. We are all still on the journey. The Apostle Paul said, uh, Philippians chapter 3, I think arguably the greatest New Testament believer said uh, that he had not yet apprehended, but he was following after. Uh, that I may apprehend that for which I've been apprehended of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, I want to become what God saved me to become. This is cooperating with the Lord that sanctifies us. I wonder, are you doing that today? I can guarantee you God is a holy God. And I can guarantee you God is working in you as a believer to try to make you more like Himself. But are you yielding to Him? Are you obeying Him? Are you allowing Him to do such a thing? And then, ultimately, this sanctifying work is accomplished perfectly on the day that we see the Lord Jesus Christ and are made like unto the Son of God. We we will receive a a redemptive body someday. And then we truly will be sanctified. We truly will be glorified. And so it begins at our salvation. It continues all of life. And it culminates when we see Jesus Christ and we are made like unto Him. This is the work of of Jehovah Kadesh, the Lord that sanctifies you. May I ask, how is that process going in your life today? Uh, What is the Lord doing in you right now? What's He trying to get out of your life that shouldn't be there? And uh, what is He trying to put into your life that should be there? We've spent a lot of time here in Exodus these last few studies, so let me me, uh, culminate our time in Exodus uh, just a couple pages over in Exodus chapter number 33 with another conversation that God had with Moses. Moses is is hungry to know God, hungry to to get a glimpse of the Lord. And he says in Exodus 33, 18, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And here's God's response. Exodus 33, 19, and he said, 
I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Don't you love this? Moses said, God, I'd like to know you better. Would you show me your glory? And God responds by saying this, I'm going to show you my goodness by telling you my name. That's powerful. I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. Why are we studying the name? Why should you be interested in the name? Why should you pray in the name? Why should you talk about the name to others? Because it is as we proclaim the name of the Lord, as we repeat what God has revealed, that we come to know more and more His goodness, His grace, His mercy. You see, it's not our goodness. There's no good thing in any of us. If there's any good thing in us, it must be the Lord that does sanctify us. The Lord that is putting His good nature and character into our lives. Praise His holy name. We were told in Acts 4 verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can place your faith in Him now. And God promises, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We encourage you to listen to all of our studies in this series and find other helpful tools on our website. If you would like to support this Bible teaching ministry, you may do so at enjoyingthejourney.org. Thank you for helping us reach others with the gospel.